Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home in Missoula Sports Center. Friday Night Lights made its much-anticipated return. The Frontier Conference kicked off its football season, and game week is officially underway for the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Football season is officially back around the Treasure State as high school and Frontier Conference action highlighted the final weekend of August. Among the top highlights of the prep slate included defending Class AA state champion Missoula Sentinel, knocking off top-ranked Billings West in a 22-19 thriller at Washington Grizzly Stadium on Friday night in Missoula. West quarterback Isaiah Klotz hit lightning-fast receiver Taco Dowler on a sweet backside screen pass, and Dowler did the rest, racing 55 yards for a touchdown to put West up 19-14 with seven minutes to play. But Montana Grizz commit Zach Cruz, quarterback settled to a scoring drive capped by a short touchdown run and a two-point conversion with three minutes left to provide the final margin. Other Class AA scores included number three, Helena High, shutting out number four, Great Falls High, 22-0. The Frontier opened on Saturday. The College of Idaho beat Montana State Northern 42-14 in Haver. Montana Western knocked off Carroll College 25 22 in Helena. Rocky Mountain College defeated Southern Oregon 42-28 in Billings. And Eastern Oregon beat Montana Tech 26-24 in Butte. The Cats and the Grizz are officially preparing for opponents for the first time in years. Montana State opens up its season Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. against Wyoming and Laramie. And Montana opens its season Saturday night at 6 p.m. in Seattle against the University of Washington.
Tatiana. Hope you're having an outstanding Monday. I couldn't be better. I've been sweating since I woke up. That's just because we've been running around, and gosh dang, it's good to be running around again. Snuana is now your one-stop shop for all things sports, particularly the great sport of football, particularly the great sport of college football. We do this every single weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Just got done with the Montana Football Hour. If you missed anything in the Montana Football Hour, you can find it on the podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. Podcast, Nuana's Now podcast, proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, Blackfoot Communications, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Speaking of podcasts, Big Sky Breakdown back in action. Haven't had any Big Sky Breakdown since Riley and I were kicking it in Indianapolis back in March and April. I guess I had a couple during spring football, but... Uh, Good to be back in the flow of the routine. As always, SkylineSportsMT.com. We, you, that's where you'll find the full duration of the press conferences for both Montana State head coach Brent Vegan and Montana head coach Bobby Houck. So be sure to go check out the Big Sky Breakdown as well. We're going to talk a little bit about NFL and some betting stuff here in just a minute. But I want to talk a few more thoughts just about the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Riley, the University of Montana uh, just released its depth chart. Not a ton of surprises. Although it's missing a position, but that's here and over there. Uh, but there is there will be 11 starters on offense on Saturday against Washington, I promise you, you that. You mean they're not going to roll 10 out there? Uh, I do think that... Uh, okay, okay. I do think, though, sometimes coaches gravitate towards into quote-unquote coach speak, or, you know, they, they're talking outside of their mouth to protect certain, quote, you know, secrets or whatever. But... Uh, when Bobby Houck says we don't really have starters or name starters, it's true. I think that well, when you look at this depth chart, I think there's only probably like three, four, five guys on here that are probably going to play most of the snaps at their given positions. Defensively, I think every single guy on there is going to rotate. And it might be a different level of percentage, but I think that almost every guy is going to get on the two deep is going to see at least a little bit of action. There's probably one position, not to jump in, but sure. one position probably. What do you th- which one do you think? And I, I, That's Robbie Houck's free safety yeah, position. Right, yeah. I would say, I mean, Jackson Lee, they love Jackson sure. Lee. But I think in all possible, they try to preserve that red shirt maybe. And really, Robbie Houck, that's probably the one that you're going to see. They're going to rotate a ton defense. Linebacker-wise, you're going to see five to six guys. And we already know on, on the line, we've talked about that. You're going to see eight to nine probably. On the offensive side of things, Cam Humphrey is probably one of those guys that, yes, he's going to see the majority of the reps. Cole Grossman, you probably won't see him come off the field very much at tight end. And then... Probably your tackle spots, to be honest with you. Conlon Beaver and Dylan Cook. I think that they're yeah. probably going to rotate on the three interior spots. So, yeah, you're, you're pretty spot on. I think four to five guys are probably the only ones that you would signify as starters. And much like you, I've learned with Coach Houck as well, I don't really ask him much about who's going to start and who's not because it, there's more competition. You highlighted this well when we were talking during fall camp. The competition here is to make this too deep. Because yes. if you make this too deep, you need to be ready to go every yep. single play. And that's kind of what these guys are competing for, why fall camp's so big here in Missoula. They also determine their depth chart a lot uh, on special teams Yes, by the too deep as well. It, there's a little bit of a formula to it. There's a few guys where, okay, you're really good at this, so we're going to put you on kick team or whatever. But mostly it's like if you are the number two uh, you know, inside linebacker or whatever, that means you're the number one at R4 on the kick team or whatever, right? So. Yep. 
make it the two deep also gets you on the field in that form or fashion as well. It does, and I think a lot of people would be surprised at maybe a couple of things. Maybe that Justin Ford is not starting at cornerback. Uh, I think that that would raise some eyebrows for a couple people, but Omar Hicksono and Corbin Walker have been really good, so it doesn't surprise me too much. I think another position that you look at and kind of raise your eyebrows is probably running back and tight end because the top two on the depth chart for both those positions are freshmen. And this is something that we can get into is the, the season progresses people. I mean, it's, it's, everyone's favorite question to me, which I love, of course, and who's your breakout star? What's your biggest surprise? Well, I think Cole Grossman's been used up. The secret's out there. Cole Grossman looks the part, as you guys have talked about. It's on SkylineSportsMT.com. I read the article last night from Andrew again during my prep. He's spot on. Cole Grossman is is bound for a great season. Watch out for Eric Barker behind him. He's kind of a hidden gem, I think, on this squad. He was a big recruit coming out of high school. huge. Kaiser, Oregon. He's going to be good, but to me, Biggest surprise is at the running back spot. I think a lot of people might have concern going, oh, my goodness, two freshmen and Xavier Harris and Isaiah Childs. I'd spin that around. I think that could be the biggest surprise. I love both of these kids in the sense of they have a chip on their shoulder. They have something to prove, um, and they're pushing each other each day. Hey, no one thought Marcus Knight was going to come in here and shatter Chase Reynolds' records in his first year as a sophomore. So who's not saying that one of these two guys can come in or, hey, the two of them can platoon at least early on, and be just as productive. So I'd probably go as the the tailback position could be the biggest surprise here for the Grizz, if one that you might think would be concerned coming into the season. It's also worth noting that's just the biggest plug-and-play position in football. I, I've always found it actually... <laughs> I actually get this from my brother. But my Brooks is always talking about how if you don't have a bunch of dudes at running back, what is going on? Because it, uh, to, to be quite frank, man, like there's more players that are Division One caliber at running back than any other position in the country. I mean, there are so many Division One guys. I mean, starting running back at Kalispell Glacier or Lake Travis High School, like there's there's dudes all over the place, different shapes and sizes to be sure, but you don't have to be 6'5", like on the offensive line, or you don't have to be, you know, long and lean, like on the D-line or any of these things. Like if you can just be a pretty normal-sized guy who's tough and has good vision and can run. So what I'm saying is that the thing that is going to be holding uh, these guys back is, is only nerves. They have the talent. Like you're not, you don't cultivate – you can cultivate better skill and better fundamentals and all those things at all the other positions on the football field. And, that, and it's not to say that you don't do that at running back, but some of the basics of playing running back, you're going to be ready to roll – Right away. And Isaiah Childs, first of, first of all, Xavier Harris was a great recruit out of Oxford, California. People are concerned about his size, but his explosiveness makes up for it. He's also got great vision and patience. But Isaiah Childs is a, is a dude. He's a stud. He, he looks, looks absolutely different. Yeah, he looks completely different. And he does not look like a freshman. No, he doesn't. Standing at 6'1", it's almost that he towers over everyone else, at least on the running back room. And he's someone that can make an immediate impact. And you... When you look into his story a bit more, you kind of go, okay, well, why is did he fall out of grace at Akron? It was nothing bad whatsoever. It's his desire, Coulter, to stay at running back. Kansas State yeah. offered him 
They wanted him to play linebacker. He yep. said, no, I'm a running back. Yep. Akron came in as a running back. Knew his position coach left. Wanted him to switch to linebacker. No, I'm a running back. And the Grizz say, yeah, we think you're a running back. So he has something to prove here, and especially at this level. He He's a guy that could be playing at Kansas State against Oklahoma and Texas. He's from Manhattan, Kansas, right? Yes, yep. exactly. So to go up against Washington, I, I think he's going to embrace this opportunity. And, and I'll go a step further. I'm not nervous or, or worried about these guys from just a, a ball-carrying perspective where the nerves are going to come in picking up blitzes, pass blocking, catching, catching the ball yep, in the back. Just, it, yep. Those things are going to be maybe the the adjustment period for these two freshmen. But as far as carrying the football, I'm more than confident that the two of them can certainly do the task. Nuwana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuwana's Riley Corker in the voice of the Grizz, joining me in studio. We'll do this each Monday together for the next couple months. So we're excited about that. Transitioning on you to the NFL. All football all the time. Presented by Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana is... Uh, Awesome addition to the sporting landscape here in Montana. There's kiosks at most of your favorite establishments, restaurants and bars, and it's really fun to go make the bets. Also, when you're betting on-site in the establishment, you got to go there to get the geofencing to use on your Sportsbet Montana app. And if you go home and, and do it, that's fine. You're just going to have to come back in to, to cash in. But it is fun. You know, if you're going down on a Sunday, for example, to watch some NFL Making the bets live and in person, and then if you win, you get the money right there, and you know you can buy yourself a pitcher of beer or whatever. Uh, but Sportsbet Montana, uh, the kiosks are all over the place, and they're very user-friendly, very easy to use. But right now, the NFL kicks off its season next Thursday when the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers open up. Uh, I guess that's actually the close of, of the preseason, right? And then the, the actual season starts on the 12th. Uh, week one officially underway, Sunday the 12th. No, I... I, is that, it? Is it? Do I have it right? Okay, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, no, preseason was over last night. Okay, so and, this, and, this is the opener. Yep, okay, sorry. And they also, which is great, I feel that the week they cut out, because that was only three preseason games instead of four, next week, the week that no one pays attention because there's college football, yeah. it's done. There's no more preseason. So the next game will be an NFL game that counts week one and that Thursday night, Cowboys-Bucks. So sports bet Montana it's fun to bet on games, in games, you know, betting the spreads and, and uh, the money lines and the over-unders. That's all fun. And, you know, I had some fun betting a little bit of college football over the weekend. It's great. But one of my favorite things to do, it's not going to give you the instant gratification, but it's the long game. And it's making some futures bets. And I like the divisional bets. I like picking maybe my top two or three divisional winners. You know, let's say just for sake of conversation, the Rams, the Ravens, and the Vikings. And make a little three-team parlay, and then putting some money on the division winner, and then you track it throughout the year. So you can put those together. Yes, oh, and I like oh, that a lot. Okay. So I think some of those those division-winning parlays, also some of the individual player statistical parlays, like you know Kyler Murray throwing for more than 3,500 yards, and um, I don't know, Chris Godwin having over 1,000 yards receiving. Those are fun little parlays to make, too. Parlays, if those of you that don't know, that's where you combine two bets, and it ups your odds. you got to hit both to win, but if you're pretty certain about it, sometimes you can combine a couple. So a lot of times I make three-team parlays, two within games of Sundays, where you know the three surefire wins. Just bet the money line of the three that you think are going to be certain. And then you're not necessarily getting those minus 360 odds or whatever. You can actually get it down to get yourself like a plus 150 and make a little bit of money. So go check out Sportsbet Montana kiosks and download the Sportsbet Montana app. Uh, Riley, it seems to me as if the AFC has a variety 
of contenders. And the fact that some of those contenders make their homes in cities like Buffalo, New York, and Cleveland, Ohio, uh, it makes me feel like I'm living in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> but that's just broadly. That's just sort of the, the, the history influencing our thoughts on things. Because when you look at the actual teams, the Bills were lights out last year. They made it all the way to the Conference Championship game. The I think that the Browns got something cooking with Kevin Stefanski. He is a new age, new type of coach that's... He's not Freddie Kitchens. He is not Freddie Kitchens. He is not like very many coaches in the NFL, period. He's very soft-spoken, very analytical, but it seems like his players just love him. And it's sort of ironic that they have some of the most in-your-face players in the league, like Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham, but maybe they need Stefanski to even them out. So let's start with those two teams. Are you buying or selling the hype surrounding these two largely moribund franchises that are all of a sudden now expected to be pretty dang good and maybe even contend for the AFC title? I am buying both. Uh, I think that for a variety of reasons, and I think that it's fascinating too, coming into it, right, five years ago, Bills and the Browns were laughing stocks, right? I mean, all the way through, and now they're yep. considered favorites. So it's kind of a changing of the guard where AFC East, it was always the Patriots, AFC North, it was either the Steelers or the Ravens. Well, the tide is flipped. Managing expectations is going to be maybe the hardest part. I, I like the Bills maybe more because of the division they play in. I, I think that it's a little sure. bit weaker that, yes, everyone loves talking about the Patriots. But in reality, they're pretty – it sounds like to me they're going to go with a rookie quarterback. And Mac yep. Jones might be great, but it's probably not going to be this year. The Dolphins don't know what they're doing at quarterback right now. Are they bailing on Tua or not? The Jets are going to be terrible. So I think the Bills have a real chance – to compete with Kansas City for the number one seed. I think they do just because the fact they're divisional games, of course they have six of them. They could they could uh, make some hay there. For Cleveland, I still think Baltimore is going to have something to say uh, about who wins the AFC North. I, I mean, it seems to me, and I think Cleveland, I'm probably talking out of both sides of my mouth here, Coulter, but I feel Cleveland deserves the hype. But I also feel that everyone now is dismissing Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. And I think yes, that's a huge mistake. It's a catastrophic mistake where I think that these two teams are going to to push each other all the way through. So I think Cleveland's legit. And I actually, yes, this is crazy. Doing prep last night, I watched a little bit of their preseason game against Atlanta, and they just look like a confident bunch. They don't look like a team that is a bunch of misfits that's just trying to, to make their way. And it seemed at times maybe when they traded for Odell Beckham and they had kind of a young Baker Mayfield that hadn't really learned the ropes yet. Are you really confident they can put it together? I think they have, and they've established up front, which I know that you love too. So uh, I guess the long answer to your short question is yes, I buy both of these teams as being probably the top two contenders to Kansas City in the AFC. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. It's all football all the time. Our twice-weekly NFL segment presented in part by Sportsbet Montana. You want to watch some games when the NFL opens up? Well, head on down to the Silver Slipper because the Silver Slipper not only has 55 TVs for you to watch all the action, they also have a Sportsbet Montana kiosk. Silver Slipper offers drink specials every day, 20 keto machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else. You should be watching your favorite team at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper, which is across the Brook Street on Walmart, is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. The Ravens are so interesting to me because they have among the group best organizational stability of anybody in the league. It's actually fascinating to think because for 20 years, it was the Patriots, 
the Giants, and the Steelers that always had organizational stability. Then all of a sudden, the Steelers drank some weird Kool-Aid and decided they weren't going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. They were going to try to throw for 5,000 yards and have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell as this greatest show on turf. And it's like, what the hell's going on? And then they didn't win anything. And it's, it's Pittsburgh, man. It's supposed to be run the ball and play defense. That's it. You got guys sitting out week 17. You have <laughs> locker room turmoil. Yes. It, hey, Antonio Brown's yeah. making Facebook Live videos of behind Mike Tomlin's back. I mean, what a circus. Yeah. What a disaster. The Giants went from the the organization that was just, boom, steadfast, knew exactly what we were getting for 40 years, just a wreck. And uh, the Patriots, TB12 and Bill Belichick had their divorce, and then they're just a complete calamity last year, too. And so now it's kind of like the Ravens are the ones that are still holding the flag, but they, they have just sort of digressed in overall talent. I know they have some great players defensively still, including... Uh, probably one of the better sets of corners in the league, Marcus Peters and Marlon Mur- and Marlon Humphrey, but they don't have necessarily that lights out front seven that they used to have. Their offensive line is still very good. Their quarterback is electric. He doesn't have a lot of weapons around him, but they still have a proven coach. And more than anything, though, not a lot of internal turmoil. No, n- not a lot of internal turmoil, but also the biggest blow, and I think that's probably the biggest piece of NFL news from the preseason, is J.K. Dobbins going down for the year. And that, yeah. that is going to hurt them immensely. And I guess if you're sitting in the Cleveland camp, you're going, all right, well, maybe we have a chance, at least in that regard. But um, I still think Baltimore, you cannot count these guys out. And they're a team two culture that they might go through a three- or four-week lull during the season, and people will probably sell stock even more. But if they get in the playoffs as the number seven seed, and yes, I said seven for those out there that are just getting back in the swing of things, there are seven teams that make the playoffs on on both sides now. Because there's 17 games. I'm never going to get over this. If you're betting over-under win totals, by the way, remember that there's 17 games. Don't take every under. (laughs) Exactly. And also, uh, have some sympathy for me, too, because the gauge of a 16-game season, whether it's a 9-7 record or a 10-6, when I say that team's going to be a 10-win team and an 11-win team, Add one to it because I'm still stuck. I can't get over that it's a 17-game year. Well, I feel it's the same way too. FCS football when the one year they play 12. Remember in the count, it's like one out of every seven years they play yeah, yeah. 12 yeah, instead yeah. of 11. Kind of the same deal as far as from a mental block. But yes, it will be something to see with seven teams getting in and Baltimore. If they get in, no one's going to want to play them. No one will want to play Lamar Jackson in a 2-7 matchup. So Baltimore is just that team that's going to lurk all season long. And if they put the pieces in place because of their organization being strong, because they have a good coach, because they have one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, they're going to be a tough out no matter what. The AFC North is the best division in the AFC, right? Yes, yes, it I is. Think there, I think there's three playoff contenders there with the Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers. And I do think the Bengals are probably going to be better. They're not going to be a doormat anymore. I mean, they, they have yeah. good skill. Yes. They just have to be able to keep Joe Burrow upright. Whew. Right, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's the part about the NFL. That's why I'm always banging on the drum, man. It's the part that the talking heads of the national level, they don't get you. They don't give you the offensive line analysis. If you have a bad offensive uh, – Andrew Houghton, our new associate here, Skyline Sports as well as ESPN, he and I were talking the other day because he got the new Madden. And I was Ooh. looking at the graphics and watching it. And we were having a laugh because – the, the the pass rush in the NFL and the blitz schemes that they run are so ferocious that you literally can't even simulate them in a video game. <laughs> Usually you say video games are the unrealistic version of the game, right. except for when it comes to the front seven play on a video game. The NFL guys are so freakish, it still can't be replicated. When you watch the, the, the uh, wide 22 film or whatever, when it's behind mm-hmm. the quarterback at the NFL level, 
I can't imagine being an NFL quarterback, man. It is frightening. This is an off-topic question, but kind of relevant because NBC has talked about incorporating this. Would you like to see that camera angle? No question. More than the traditional no camera No question, angle? Or at least man. mix it up. I, I'd like to see maybe a mix of it more. I still like the traditional for obvious reasons, but yes, it would be nice to see, especially when these analysts, which we all do, everyone falls in love with the quarterback. Well, what's yeah. the quarterback seeing? Tell me what the back end is looking like because that tells the story. And back to your point about Cincy, Biggest question mark in the entire draft was them going wide receiver with the yep. fifth overall pick. Jamar Chase, he might be great, and yes, he has rapport with Joe Burrow, but if Burrow goes down again, I don't care how good Jamar Chase is. You're going to go back and look at this and say, why don't we take Penny Sewell or someone else exactly. in the first round? So then uh, the narrative of the AFC East has changed. The well, NFC they, le- a- okay. No, the, no, no, no the, the AFC East has gotcha. changed so much yes. because for 20 years— it was the Patriots just walking to the playoffs, and now it's not. The Bills are the favorites. I think the Dolphins are right there with the Patriots because the Patriots have regressed. I think the Dolphins are pretty good. I think Flores is doing a great job. Uh, the North is probably going to be the best division in the AFC, but then you have the South and the AFC West. So is there anybody in either of those two divisions that you're buying as a contender other than the Kansas City Chiefs? Because I know the Chiefs are going to be good. But where are we at with – see, I, I think that – the AFC is going to come down to who's the best out of that group that includes the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Chargers, and probably your Denver Broncos. I would actually go the Titans. Of all those teams, are, I, I think guys. the Titans could be legit. I, I know this wait-and-see approach on the Colts where you hear all the talking heads out there that they've got the best roster, they just need Carson Wentz to stay healthy. I'm going to take the wait-and-see approach. I yeah. think that right now they're kind of a middle-of-the-road team in a subpar division. They could get hot late, but Tennessee's got all the pieces. They do. I mean, with Derrick Henry, if you keep him healthy the entire time, watch out. Tannehill has proven that he's more than just an average quarterback that he was in Miami. Sure. So I kind of think the AFC South, the Titans for the taking, they get a home game, things go their way. I would love, I'm not going to pull a rainy on here and make, <laughs> make everybody listen to my, you know, what I think about Denver. The fact of the reality is when I was growing up, Denver was in the playoffs all the time. They haven't made yep. the playoffs in five years. Do I think that they're on the upward trajectory? Yeah, I do. But to say they're going to go more than nine and eight would be an absolute homer statement. And I will just stick with nine and eight or eight and nine for Denver right now. There's no way that Derrick Henry can replicate his last two two years, right? Who's going to who's gonna stop him? <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I totally agree. I, I, I'll, I'll, I've done this plenty of times on here, but I'll do it again. I'll eat crow again. I was so wrong about Derrick Henry, it's unbelievable. I think if we actually could find it, it would be embarrassing for me. But I had a full rant uh, towards the end of his rookie year. It was like six weeks left in his rookie season where I was talking about oh, I thought he, there was no chance he was ever going to be an elite runner. Then he rushed for about 1,000 yards to end his, that month to end his rookie year. And he's rushed for about 4,000 yards since then. <laughs> he is a freak of nature, man. He is a machine. It's it's uh, disturbing, honestly, to watch him run oh, the football. Sometimes, Coulter, you take big swings, and big swings result in big misses. It's okay. I just was I was still, though, to the, even though he is uh, second to none, really, when it comes to power backs in the history of the NFL already. I mean, he's at, he's got multiple... 1,800-yard-plus seasons, it's hard to say that he's not right there with some of the great power backs for a short period of time ever in the league. That said, no one is immortal, man. 378 carries last year. I mean, it's a, it's the most tried-and-true statistic in the history of the league. There's only been, I think, six running backs ever that had back-to-back 350-yard – or 350-carry seasons, excuse me. 
Go show me what happened to Jamal Lewis after those two. Yeah. What happened to Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, Earl Campbell. It doesn't matter who you are, man. Big tree fall hard. It I mean, I just think that there's a moment, there's going to be a moment in time where the tread starts wearing out on his tongue. What's the average shelf life of an NFL running back? It's like five years. Exactly. If that. I, I want to ask you one question before we go out on this. AF From a neutral standpoint, because you can't ask me or Rainey on this, AFC West, who will take second in that division? Man, the, I... So you we're assuming that the Chiefs are going to win. I mean, come on. Yeah. Who? I mean, I, I I would see the Chiefs as a 13-14 win team. And then Denver, Vegas, and the Chargers, someone could win 9 or 10. I don't know who that could be. It could be either one of those three, in my opinion. So I want to counter with a question. Why is Josh Jacobs' stock took such a huge hit? I'm not sure on that either, because I'd be a guy that should hate the Raiders. I, I love Josh Jacobs. I think he's I think really he's good. I, is it more of a byproduct of... Less confidence in Derek Carr, more attention on Jacobs. I, I don't. I really I don't can't understand that. I did my first of, of several fancy drafts last night. It was an okay. auction style draft, and did you get him for a good? Uh, well, I actually value? didn't get him, but he was going for such a low value, which I was so surprised by. That blows me away. Yeah, me too. I, I was just very confused. I just thought maybe I missed a memo on that or something. No, you didn't. And if we go to what the wise guys say here, it, Vegas over under seven and a half wins. Vegas Raiders. The Chargers over under eight and a half. Denver over under eight and a half. Hmm. So they're basically saying who who is going to take second and who can finish over five hundred. Well, I'm going to pull this. Uh, you're not going to like this answer, but I'm taking the Raiders. Oof. Okay. For one reason, one reason alone. John Gruden. John Gruden. I think that the Chargers are going to have an inordinate amount of hype coming into this year because of Justin Herbert's outstanding rookie year plus a new head coach. Mm -hmm. I think everybody's buying the Chargers because Anthony Lynn was so bad in late-game situations. But I think uh, I'm, just, I'm not quite there with the Chargers yet. they got to stay healthy. Everybody's got to stay healthy. That's the key to everything. I do think the Raiders have sneaky drafted pretty darn good on the defensive side of the ball, though. And I think that John Gruden uh, has that special sauce. Now, that said... So I guess a question for you. Are they going to go with Teddy Two Gloves or are they going to go with Drew Locke? And Teddy Two Gloves has been named the starter. Well, thank God, because I have never in my life understood why anybody ever thought Drew Locke was good. I, I was talking about this today. What's a bigger bust, Drew Locke or Paxton Lynch? Because those are the last two well, quarterbacks Denver's drafted, and they've been terrible. I just never thought either of those guys were good. I don't no. know how you could even be considered busts. They weren't good. That's actually Like, if you don't know who these guys are when they're in college, I don't really know how they're going to be good. I mean, who... Yeah. Who has broke that mold, right? There's always this guy that is the Jay Cutler or the Mitch Trubisky or the Drew Locke or the Paxton Lynch. This guy who plays for a no-name school who has 15 games of college experience. They come to the combine. They throw in their underwear. They look so great because they got a rocket arm. The dude, you didn't know who he was because he's not that good, man. No. Draft the guys that win 30 games in college like Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. It's so easy. I hate going back to this. I might get slammed for it, but... It's kind of the Jay Cutler syndrome. 100%. Cutler yeah. never won at any level he That's was at. That's right. Vanderbilt, they never had a winning season. That's I right. I mean, so, yes. That's right. And that's why it's not surprising when guys like Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson and these guys that win at a high level, and Andrew Luck, mm -hmm. Carson Wentz. I know Wentz is in the dumps right now, but it's not, it, to me, guys, that winning is, 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 it's a trend. It's a yes. habit. It's a habit. You need to, if you've never won before, how are you going to go win at the highest level of football? Couldn't agree more. All, last thing I'm going to say about my Broncos is, number one, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL. And number two, when we're sitting here in late September, Coulter, here's how they start. Giants, Jaguars, Jets. They could be 3-0. and 
And then people are going to start buying Denver, but they have the easiest schedule, so sure. just watch out. Watch out. They do have some very improved talent. And defense is good. Yeah, the defense is good. Their offensive line's gotten better. So uh, I'm not all the way out on the donkeys just quite yet. Riley Corcoran in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. More NFL talk, more Grizz talk, more Bobcat talk. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Friday Night Lights made its much anticipated return. The Frontier Conference kicked off its football season, and game week is officially underway for the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Football season is officially back around the Treasure State as high school and Frontier Conference action highlighted the final weekend of August. Among the top highlights of the prep slate included defending Class AA state champion Missoula Sentinel knocking off top-ranked Billings West in a 22-19 thriller at Washington Grizzly Stadium on Friday night in Missoula. West quarterback Isaiah Klotz hit lightning-fast receiver Taco Dowler on a sweet backside screen pass, and Dowler did the rest, racing 55 yards for a touchdown to put West up 19-14 with seven minutes to play. But Montana Grizz commit Zach Cruz, quarterback Sentinel to a scoring drive capped by a short touchdown run and a two-point conversion with three minutes left to provide the final margin. Other Class AA scores included number three Helena High shutting out number four Great Falls High 22-0. The Frontier opened on Saturday. The College of Idaho beat Montana State Northern 42-14 in Haver. Montana Western knocked off Carroll College 25-22 in Helena. Rocky Mountain College defeated Southern Oregon 42-28 in Billings and Eastern Oregon beat Montana Tech 26-24 in Butte. The Cats and the Grizz are officially preparing for opponents for the first time in years. Montana State opens up its season Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. against Wyoming and Laramie and Montana Montana opens its season Saturday night at 6 p.m. in Seattle against the University of Washington. Tonight, ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, Riley Corker, voice of the Grizz, broadcasting with me from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Missed anything in this show? All sorts of great football talk. Heard from Bobby Houck, University of Montana head coach, as his Grizzlies prepare for the University of Washington. We also heard from Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, as his Bobcats prepare for the University of Wyoming. Both those games on Saturday. Bobcats kick at 2 p.m. Uh, by the way, I've gotten a lot of texts and questions all about where to find the Bobcat game on TV. And this is uh, this is from Montana State uh, Sports Information. It's actually not going to be on TV. Facebook? But you can, exactly. Okay. So you can st- stream it at goyo.com. That's G-O-Y, or W-Y-O, excuse me, goyo.com. 
It's also on the uh, athletic department and football's Facebook pages, or you can find it on the Mountain West site as well. What's the Grizz game is going to be found where? First and foremost, Riley's call will be on the Grizzly Radio Network all across the great state of Montana. Grizzly, Grizzly Radio Network, and, and a lot of people have went on the TuneIn app, and this this goes for all of college football broadcasts this year. Yep. It's usually been the case. Well, this year, TuneIn has made it premium, so you got to pay. So if you want it for free, download the Varsity Network app. That's right. The Varsity Network app for the radio feeds for all of that. If you want to watch on TV and mute TV and listen to the radio, obviously. No, shameless self-plug. It'd be the, <laughs> it'd be the Pac-12 network for uh, that game. Uh, it'll be at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. But the Varsity Network app, I know it's going to happen during the game and all next yeah. week. Couldn't find it. What happened? Download the Varsity Network app, and it's really easy to use, and you have access to Every radio link out there for uh, college football broadcasts around the country. Football season's here. That means podcast launching season is here as well. Check out Riley's Inside the Den podcast. That's hosted at gogrizz.com, as well as all your various podcast hosting apps. Launching two new ones around here at ESPN Missoula. Catching up with the Cats. Chronicling some of the best players I've covered the last 11 seasons on my time covering the Montana State beat. We'll get it started. With a legend when it comes to Montana State football, Mike Person, a nine-year NFL veteran and a guy who's from the great town of Glendive, Montana, the smallest media market in the United States of America. Person has always been awesome to me, an awesome guy. So we look forward to launching Catching Up with the Cats with Mike Person. And haven't decided on the subject yet, still trying to hone in on who's available. But next week, we will launch our latest iteration of Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champions. And we'll feature... A variety of guests from Dylan McFarlane, the All-American offensive lineman, to Johnny Edwards, the quarterback, Yo Humphrey, the running back, Atu Molden, the wide receiver, Joe Glenn, the head coach, and a whole bunch of other, Vince Huntsberger, a whole bunch of the other outstanding Grizz as well, so look forward to that. Riley, I know you got to go because you got a lot of stuff in the works. It's busy season around here. So just quickly before we get out, get out of here, here on Nuanas Now, we're going to take you home with an interview with Alex Gubner and Eli Alford, the two big boys right in the middle of the Grizz defensive line. But, uh, Riley, I think that there's a lot of mystery around this Montana program on a national level because it's been so long since they played real uh, games of consequence. The narratives that I've heard around Grizz football center upon how the Grizz live life without Marcus Knight and how the Grizz are the Grizz going to be any sort of functional up front. I think the Grizz defensive line is going to be one of their strengths, but very few people know about the personnel that they have uh, in the fold. Tell people about the Grizz D-line. I think the Grizz defensive line strength in numbers, right? And we yep. talked a lot about the youth that they've had in previous years. Well, how have they combated that? Number one, the guys that were youthful have now been in the program for a while. And guys that you're going to talk to right now, and Alex Gubner and Eli Alford, right in the mix of that. How else have they kind of bridged the gap? Going the transfer route. So you just look at it from the outside the starting defensive ends, North Carolina State transfer in Joe Babros, Arizona transfer in Justin Belknap. And they went to the corner route, too. I think that, Coulter, when we talk about the defensive line and how they need to get a push, right? And a lot of people look at one stat to tell you, hey, is the defensive line good? It's sacks. Well, that comes from a variety of reasons. And I also think that this the cohesive unit of this defense, the back end, is going to help out the defensive line so much more this year where you've got the rotation of guys. I mean, defensive end, the fact that you have three FBS transfers, Belknap, Babros, and Diari Todd, who is listed on the 2D, that's the Michigan State transfer that just got here, along with Jacob McGowan, who is 
So when we saw him on the field a little bit. So you got the the perfect mix of youth with the transfer talent, and then these two guys in the middle. I mean, th- those are your top six guys. And we're not even talking about guys like R.J. Nelson that have been in the program forever, a Swiss Army knife. So I think they just have a perfect balance, and you've seen it, right? I mean, the youth that you've got guys that are in there now, and then also the transfer talent. It, it's a perfect mix, and I think that this defensive line is going to have a pretty big year. Gone are the days of guys that are going to get 15 sacks in college football. Yeah, it's not happening. It's gone, man. Because, the first of all, offenses mitigate it so much. They get the ball out of the quarterback's hands so much more efficiently. You also got so many mobile quarterbacks. You got so many RPOs and zone reads and all of this different stuff. So, pass rush is a statistic by committee now. You're not going to see Croy Bierman with 17 sacks or Andy Pedick with 19 sacks like we used to see back in the day. Riley? A pleasure doing this with you as football season is finally here. Good luck with your evening, and we will see you next week. Can't wait, man. Mondays are going to be a day to uh, look out for. Can't wait to do it. Nuana is now more from the Fat Boys. Yeah, that's right. I called them fat. They love it. It's pride. Eli Alford, Alex Governor, Grizz Nose Tackles up next on Nuana's Now. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Tommy, what if I told you that the only uh, massively popular thing that I hate more than the Beatles is Seinfeld? If you don't play this bit... To get it any time, <laughs> you're not going to get to play it. Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez. All football, all the time here on Nuanez now, including an interview with Grizz defensive tackles Alex Governor and Eli Alford. Both of them expected to play large roles for the Grizz defensive line. More from the two men in the middle of the Grizz defensive line here on ESPN Radio. Um, first of all, just tell me about, Alex, tell me about this camp so far. It seems like you guys are really sharp. seems like practices are really efficient. So what goes into that? Um, I think that COVID year, we've had so much time between seasons. I mean, practice is like second nature to us. We've had, I think we'd have three consecutive camps without like a real season. So everyone's pretty dialed. You know, we've all been here for three, four years up front and yeah. I've been around Coach Al quite a bit, and uh, the procedure, the, the system, the you know going to work every single day, is, it's such a key to what he does. But how much do you think you guys have turned a corner, both as a defensive line and just as a team, and, and sort of realizing what the system's all about? Well, I think, like you said, Coach Howick's been here for a few years now, and we kind of came in around the first time when he got here. So we've just been running the defense for a while now, and it just gets sharper and sharper every time we come out here. And, yeah, that's really it. We just keep getting new guys, and we're all pushing each other harder and harder every year, and it's just firing everyone up. 
Seems like the depth up front has improved. How much does that help you guys, though? Because it seems like you're rolling quite a few guys on the defense. Yeah, uh, Coach Sachs really emphasizing, uh, you know, a good depth of D linemen and people going to be rolling in and out so we don't get tired, so everyone's fresh and, you know, full go, full speed. No one's getting gassed out there, so. Yep. Eli, what have you thought of just the way your role has evolved? It seems like you get a lot more snaps now than you were maybe back in 2019. So what's gotten into that? How have you been able to sort of fight your way onto the field? I mean, I mean, it's just hard work and just getting pushed by all these guys. I mean, last few years we've had had Jesse Sims right in front of me. He's really been pushing me hard, and with him gone, it just gives me a little extra push just to be the player he was and just the man that he was. Just really fires me up. Think about him every time I'm out here. Just really want to play the way that he played. I, uh, I ran into Coach Sachs down at uh, Dobie's Teriyaki. I guess this was last summer. And uh, one of the guys from Hero Sports had put out some story saying it was like all the reasons this team could or could not win the national championship. And I think he said the D-line was the reason Montana wouldn't win the national championship. I told Coach Sachs that. I'm sure he told you guys that. But it seems like that's sort of the the uh, the perception, though, that maybe I, I think you guys have an underrated defensive line. But do, is that a motivating factor to sort of to prove that the defensive line of Montana can become what it once was? Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't pay much attention to outside noise. I mean, it's all about the team and what our coaches are telling us. We're focused on ourselves. You know, we don't compare ourselves, you know, to others. We're all about being the best that we can be. So, yep. Going off what Gov said, like, yeah, we don't listen to the outside noise, but really just our whole defense flies around as a whole. And the way we run things is we work our butts off to make things happen for other guys on the field. Like, we're not a group that needs a whole lot of credit. Like, we'll get in there and do whatever work we need to do as long as helping the team out. That's all that really matters. On that note, I mean, what does it take to be a defensive lineman in this scheme? Because you guys are required to eat up a lot of blocks and not necessarily make a ton of tackles, but it seems like it takes a lot of sacrifice and toughness to do it. Um, I think two things are you got to be quick and you got to be able to have that – enthusiasm and energy to run to the ball. I mean, everyone on our D-line is quick and athletic compared to a lot of other D-lines, and we get after it. We're chasing the ball. We're with all the backers and safeties getting to that ball. So, I want to ask you guys about Jacob McGowering. It seems like he's made a lot of progress, so how do you think he can contribute? Let's start with you, Eli. Jacob, he's a hell of a player, man. He's quick, quick as hell. I love watching him fly around. He's still young to the game like he's still we're all the younger kids are still really trying to get a hang of the plays and get them down to where they can just run them and not think about it still think he's got a he thinks a little too much but once he gets to the point where he doesn't got to think that man's going to be flying around making all types of plays as you've seen him in the past couple seasons uh, Off-season-wise, you guys both look really good. Uh, so how much do you think that the, just the training and the extra time that you guys had in the weight room helped you guys? Um, I mean, pretty good. We got a new strength coach, and, I mean, we're doing a lot of Olympic lifting, a lot of heavy, you know, squats and, you know, cane cleans, deadlifts, all, you know, just we're trying to get big and strong, and I think it's helped everyone on the front. Seemed like you made some gains. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Coach Dan, Coach Dan Ryan's got us out there just – lifting heavy and it's the weight room is ecstatic every day we're just everyone's fired up to be in there and just lift and we have a good time with it and i think that's the biggest part is it's not a chore to anyone everyone loves coming and getting to work 
And how about the addition of Justin? Because I know he's a veteran guy that comes from the Pac-12, so it uh, seems like he's been able to sort of rise up and, and become sort of a leader for you guys. So how's that happened? Um, well, Justin has been around the block for a while now. Old man. He's about <laughs> 35 years old. So. He's like my age, right? So, you know, he, he brings the most enthusiasm, I think, on the team right now. I mean, he gets after it every time he steps on the field. He brings everyone up no matter what we're doing. Up. I mean, he's a he's like the Tasmanian devil, which is what Coach Sachs calls him. Yeah, Belky. That's my man. He's just, whenever whenever anything's dull at practice, you can always expect Belky to bring the juice, and it just fires everybody up, and we just love, it's just awesome. Belky, Justin Belknap, a guy that's expected to be a great leader for the Grizz defensive line. Thanks so much for kicking with us here today on your Monday. It's been a great nuanez now, kicking off football season officially. Here's a tease for all the things we got coming up throughout the rest of the week. First and foremost, the University of Washington does not allow uh, interviews with opposing quote-unquote media, so we won't be hearing from anybody from the UW football program. But I got a couple fun ones to replace that action. Craig Chambers and Jamal Jones, a pair of wide receivers who finished their careers with the Montana Grizzlies. They both started their careers with the Washington Huskies, so they will both join us later on uh, this week. Also going to catch up with Bobby Houck for our Houck highlights tomorrow, uh, right before practice. Also got Mike Person catching up with the Cats, longtime San Francisco 49ers joining us. This week's ESPN Roundtable, this is also very exciting. Kevin McKinney, who has served as a Senior Associate Athletic Director at Wyoming for decades and decades. He'll join us to tell stories about the Cowboys. Also going to hear from Mary Lou's Cook. From uh, the Big Sky Conference as part of our Inside the Big Sky. We also have, of course, a slew of interviews from across the prep ranks as well. Also shared an interview with Grizz quarterback Cam Humphrey before the week's over. So we got jam-packed. Nuana is now with football on the horizon. So be sure to catch us from 4 to 6 p.m. each and every day right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Missed anything in this show? Bobby Houck, Brent Vegan. Eli Alford and Alex Gubner. My main man, Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. This is the Montana Football Hour, all football all the time, and a variety of interviews from across the world of college football in the state of Montana. All that can be found on the podcast, which is probably presented by Sportsbet Montana, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Blackfoot Communications. Coming at you hot tomorrow should be a fun one again. We'll have our Treasure State Stars from the weekend Take you all around the state of Montana when it comes to all the great prep football results from over the weekend. Also, touch base on all the other uh, sports that are underway now as well at the prep level. So good to have a full slate, a full schedule back in the fold. And, man, this weekend, I wish I was going to Dave Matthews, but instead I'm going to War Memorial Stadium. But either way, should be a fantastic weekend. Uh, one more note for the end of the week. I'll be taking the show on the road. Be broadcasting to you live from Bozeman on Thursday and Denver on Friday. And then we'll be back in the saddle here in Missoula next Monday to give you all the recap of the Grizz, the Bobcats, and everybody in between. Thanks so much for letting me live my dream, man. This show is the greatest thing in the world to me. I hope you enjoy yourself. We will see you back here tomorrow at 4 p.m. In the meantime, be good. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. 
At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 